What's poppin'? It's your boy Philip the D back at it again with another podcast episode. This time we're doing things a little different. Instead of having 3 a.m. on here, I have this other guest. Would you like to introduce yourself? Uh, I'm Marcelle and I'm Philip's older sister. Yeah. So the concept of the last episode was to show that not all confrontation can be bad confrontation. And it's also showing how there's a difference between an argument and a conversation. Um, For this one, I really was intrigued because you and me never really talk to each other. (laughs) Like, our relationship is very... Weird. (laughs) I'd say distant. Yeah. (laughs) Like, we always just go to our rooms, do whatever. And so I feel like, hey, let's just put it on a podcast. Yeah. Because, again, growing up, we grew up in the same household with the same parents. But I feel like we both ended up growing up differently. Mm -hmm. And so I really just wanted to get your perspective on how you think, like, childhood life to now. Like, how you thought all of that. And then I'm not sure if you know my perspective. You probably don't. But (laughs) this little exchange in hopes... That like maybe our relationship will get stronger after this. Yeah. It's so, actually kind of the reason why I agreed to this. Because we've never really sat down and just talk. talked. And if we have, it's because say you were getting in trouble or yeah something like that. So this is, this is new. Yeah, it's, it's very new. Very new. But I guess to start things off, let me pull up my notes. Um, I would say... Growing up, like, our lives weren't bad. Like, they could have been worse, but I feel like there were things that happened in, like, for me, that caused me to be how I am today. One of those things I want to get into is I always had the perspective that you set the standard, like, really high Mm -hmm. for, like, what our parents really wanted, like, Mm school-wise, And then I'm not going to say, like, that I'm not as smart, but I'm just really lazy. And so with that standard being so high, I remember from, let's say, elementary all the way to high school to even now, only thing I can recall, like, our parents saying to me is stuff about school. Mm -hmm. And it's always like, oh, how come your grades are like this? Look at your sister. Like, She's this, she's that, she's that. And they were always, like, comparing myself to you, Mm -hmm. right? And so I feel as if growing up, um, every time I saw them, like, comparing me to you, I don't think I've ever noticed them, like, validating me. Your own self. Yeah. What you've actually done. And so I think with that, that caused me to grow up I don't want to call it trauma, Mm -hmm. but just for lack of a better word, I'm going to say trauma. Like it caused me to seek that validation from others, Mm -hmm. which is probably why I am the way I am today. Yeah. And so I don't know. You have anything to say about all that? Yeah, no, I I can see that perspective. I've definitely like thought and reflected about even just your personal experience mm-hmm. again without you really even telling me or anything but i i even like talked to eric about this mm-hmm. um 
about how because he was like oh what what would you guys even talk about on this podcast Mm -hmm. and i even told him exactly what you just told me like the expectation that you probably felt like you had to reach or the the expectation i set Mm -hmm. and then you never feeling loved is what i said (laughs) (laughs) which you kind of just said um um but it's i I can feel that like i feel for you because i i guess i did set a pretty high bar Mm -hmm. and it's funny because i feel like i did that because i was always trying to please them Mm -hmm. and since you were always like almost chasing that i feel like you almost never wanted to does that make sense Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's kind of like well i'm just gonna do me then because like i can't please you anyway yeah like i think it there was a certain point where instead of trying to like do things with their expectations in mind i don't want to say my this was ultimately my goal but it became a point where i was just lowering their expectations Mm -hmm. like uh example of that i think would be the transition from like middle school to high school because you know how they they really do care about like grades and stuff like that i started instead of trying like my hardest in school like because in elementary school and intermediate of course there was like gt and then that's when i was trying and stuff but when it got to the point where i didn't want to anymore i just started doing like the bare minimum i could to get by Mm-hmm. And then I'm pretty sure it was most evident in Kerr, like during high school, because of the amount of times I've always had like 70s, barely mm-hmm. passing. And that's not just because like I'm quote unquote stupid. I just, yeah. I didn't, I was doing whatever I wanted to do to get by. Yeah. And then I think with me doing that and with me kind of like, I don't want to say I was rebellious, but with me kind of doing my own thing and doing whatever my mentality changed from like trying to be what they wanted me to be to showing like i don't think you can control me anymore yeah and i don't think that's necessarily good it i mean it happens a lot like you see it in a lot of people it's that's not a new thing that people do especially if they feel like they're either being controlled or they have to act a certain way like you see all these celebrities all the time like oh, I was this Disney star and I had to act a certain way and now they're acting out because they want to get out of what people want them to be or whatever. Mm-hmm. So it's not it's not weird. Yeah, it's definitely not the best, mm-hmm. but it's good that at this point you're like reflecting mm-hmm. and saying like, oh yeah, it probably isn't the best. Yeah, and this only came about because like even the whole point of this podcast really I've recently gone on this, like, I don't think you know any of this too, but I've recently gone on this journey of like self-reflecting and trying to find self-love because going back to that validation, um, me seeking that from others made me realize that I was never doing things for myself. Mm -hmm. And I could go to the earliest memories of me always getting validation from others to the point where I've never thought that I love myself throughout the whole time, like the 22 years I've been alive. Yeah. And so with me being on this journey of like self-growth, I always wanted to reflect. I want to understand why I'm like this, which is partially why I wanted to like get your input on how you thought Mm -hmm. of us growing up. Yeah. And then 
what's it called um i also recently realized like remember when i got this tattoo mm -hmm. and i was like oh the meaning of this tattoo is because i'm such a go with the flow person like and whenever i feel like i'm not i could just look at this and be all like oh yeah i'm chill like mm -hmm. this isn't how i normally act this isn't me i realized after talking to one of our cousins that like i'm actually super anxious and super depressed all the time Okay. And it's like something that I never realized, but now that it's there, I can see myself getting like more depressed and more anxious. And so again, like I want to figure out why I'm like this. Mm -hmm. I feel like going back to how we were raised and how we grew up might have something to do with that. But then that's why I kind of wanted to also pick your brain on like, I don't want to say like the reason huh oh sorry go ahead oh i don't want to say like mental health stuff but because i know like you did put the bar really high mm -hmm. like for school and academic and just like being the child that they wanted type of thing and so i don't that's not easy yeah. and so i wanted to see if that like trying to keep that standard trying to keep trying to please them if that ever took like a toll on you or anything like that oh yeah <laughs> i actually kind of had a heart to heart with them like i think it was last year or something talking about that and how well i guess it wasn't really related well anyway anyway yeah it definitely was i think hard and i didn't realize until later on that it was like everything i'm doing is to make sure i don't disappoint them mm -hmm. and so like some some decisions that I would make, it was kind of like always in the back of my mind. And so it was difficult. I don't think it's as difficult. And I'm not trying to compare our mm -hmm. stories, but like I feel like your your struggles with them and how you were raised and everything. Like I think that is more severe for lack of a better word or like mm -hmm. worse because I feel like the worst it got for me was kind of like. Like, dang, I just don't want to disappoint him. Mm -hmm. Like, I never felt a pressure to continue. Because mm -hmm. I feel like, I guess because of the way I was raised or because of how I perceived everything growing up, like, it was just the path. Like, mm -hmm. that was just the way, right? So I never felt like they were pushing me to do anything. I was just kind of already doing it. Mm -hmm. But then again, yeah, looking back, it was kind of like with other decisions that weren't school-related, say, like, boyfriends or things like that mm -hmm. pushing the boundary mm -hmm. i always felt this like i i don't want to do that mm -hmm. and it was scary because i mean life changes and in my head their opinions didn't and that was tough yeah so i feel like that was the only real like struggle mm -hmm. was like pushing that boundary and i think it actually affected my relationship with you a little bit too because you were so, you were really pushing the boundary, mm -hmm. and I was over here like staying super safe, right? Mm -hmm. And then like you were able to do things that I probably either would want to or like would never even think to do. Mm -hmm. And I was like, dang, like he's not really getting in trouble, and he's doing it, especially mm -hmm. like later on in life, like maybe the last couple of years, not like when you were getting in trouble, yeah. Or whatever, but it was like, dang, like I don't, I can't, I can't do that. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of my perspective. It was like always trying to 
please or like I always say my biggest fear is disappointing them, right? Yes. That was like in the back of my mind, that was the biggest thing. Mm-hmm. And then seeing you doing all these things, that's kind of what put a rift in our relationship, I think. Mm-hmm. Cause I was like, well, why doesn't he like, why doesn't he think the same or whatever? Like mm-hmm. why, why doesn't he feel the same? And I mean, looking back, I can obviously why mm-hmm. I, can, I can see why, but yeah, I think that's what put the rift there. Cause I prioritized that a lot. And then I also didn't push the way you did. And I kind of almost did want to Mm -hmm. because I knew that that was just growth. Mm -hmm. So I kind of just talked in circles there, but yeah, I think ultimately my, the pressure quote unquote, or the struggles I had with that affected my relationship with you. Mm -hmm. And that's probably the biggest outcome of that. Whereas you were probably like a lot of your mental health, stems from that Uh which i can definitely understand why so just to like so i completely understand what you're saying you're saying that um because of you trying to please them and seeing how pleasing them wasn't a priority for me is that what caused like the distance because you were like why isn't he prioritizing that for their sake or is it like more of like a oh, he's not prioritizing that, but he's still fine with them. Why couldn't I be like that? Like, which one was it? So at the beginning, for sure, it was the first one. Mm-hmm. Like, from the very beginning, I would always be like, like, why is he doing this? Like, he he obviously knows that this, this, and this. Like, mm-hmm. I was kind of acting as they would type of thing, mm-hmm. right? But that was the the main part. Like I understood at that point that like the struggles that they had to go through mm-hmm. and that I was empathizing with them because I would see how you would make them feel in certain situations or how mad they would get or mm-hmm. things like that. So I was like, even for their sake, like why can't she do this differently? Or like yeah. why, like I understand why you would want to do stuff, but like why couldn't you do it in a way that it wouldn't hurt them or yeah. affect them or disappoint them or whatever? Because in the back of my mind, I never wanted to disappoint them, right? Mm-hmm. So, at first, it was always that. It was like, like, why why do you keep doing this? And then we would have conversations about it, right? Mm-hmm. And then nothing would change. And it was always like, even small things, it would be like, oh, he didn't take the ego out of the toaster or something. <laughs> like, And then, like, I would hear that mom would, like, say something to you all the time, or and you wouldn't do it. It's kind of like, those little things, how come you don't? listen like all they want is this Mm -hmm. how come you don't do this so it wasn't even like the big stuff it wasn't like oh you have to get good grades it was just kind of like you're just not listening and they've done so much for us and yeah they've done all this and like you just don't seem to care Mm -hmm. and i think that's where it started Mm -hmm. because i was like you just don't care you don't care about anybody else but yourself like that's that's all i felt Mm -hmm. and then later on when i was starting to like not care as much because you were chilling out, I guess, in mm. my head. Or I was just not paying attention to you as much. But later on when you started to do more stuff, I more so in the realm of like having girlfriends and being courageous enough to be like, oh, this is my girlfriend. Mm-hmm. That's when I was like, oh, like, <laughs> and I'm over here like, I can't even say I have a boyfriend because I was told that I couldn't have one. Or uh-huh. I was told that, oh, just tell us and it'll be fine. But then it wasn't fine if I mentioned it, you know? Mm. So I think that's that was a different distancing, but it was a shift. Mm. And so it kept it going. 
And I feel like if you've noticed recently, Mm -hmm. I'm more willing to talk to you or I'm more willing to like answer your questions or help you out or whatever. Mm -hmm. But I think that's because of the shift in how my relationship with them happened. Mm -hmm. So that's how that proves kind of like in the latter times, it was more because you were more willing to do stuff Mm -hmm. and push the boundary and I wasn't. And once I kind of got to that point where I felt like I could finally do what I wanted to do, then it wasn't that big of an issue, especially because you weren't like doing stuff where I felt like you were just doing it because you didn't care about them. Uh-huh. So does that make sense? Yes. Um, going back to what you said about like the little things and how it seemed like I didn't care about anybody but myself. I think because like... I don't know if it was recently, but I, I feel like it was. I realized my relationship with you and my relationship with them is, it's not that great. Mm-hmm. Like, um, I see other families and they're like talking to each other. They actually like have bonds. And then whereas me, I feel as if I don't really have a bond with y'all especially like now Mm -hmm. like i see you and then you're like you're taking care of like lolo and lola you're talking to them about like anything Mm -hmm. and then whereas me i come home whenever i go to my room i leave and i'm like barely home Mm -hmm. like um i remember there was a time where we always used to like eat together as a family like when we were younger and then now I feel as if whenever that happens, it's weird. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm not used to it. But then I also know, just knowing me, um, I tend to avoid, I guess, talking to them. Because anytime I try to, like, like, let's say, have a connection with them or talk to them about anything... They just completely switch up what I'm saying and it somehow relates to something completely different. And then it's just a conversation that I don't want to have. Like growing up, yes, um, they did care about like grades and stuff. Anytime, especially in high school, anytime they were like, oh, your grades are like this again, blah, 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 blah. Like, when will you do this? When will you do that? Blah, 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 blah. Like I heard that so many times. To the point where I didn't want to hear it anymore. Yeah. Like, yes, I know my grades are slipping, but also I know I'm the cause of my grades slipping. I can easily fix this. I know what I have to do. I just don't want to do it yet. That was going on through my head anytime they talked to me about it. And so whenever they would try to talk to me about it, I would just like zone them out and walk away. Mm -hmm. Because like I, y'all have told me this. I already know it. Maybe if I communicated like, I understand I'll fix it instead of just like kind of saying nothing and avoiding it. Maybe that would have better like my relationship with them. But then even now, like going back to like not being validated by them, I still feel like the stuff that I'm proud of now, if I show them, I'm still not going to be validated by it. Mm -hmm. Like for instance, um, I'm getting really into like freestyling and crump. Like, it's something that I'm passionate about. It's something that I want to get into. And it's dance is also something that I see as a career in the future. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
And so um, there was one time I was like, oh, look at this dance video I did. And then instead of being all like, oh, yeah, I, I can see you getting better. It's good. They're like, you're not even dancing. And I'm like, this is why I don't try to sure, talk to y'all. Yeah. Because it's like whenever I do, whenever I try to give y'all opportunities to give me validation, like you just never do. That's why another reason why I never invite them to like watch me dance. Mm-hmm. I never tell them like, hey, I'm dancing here. Come watch. Because I can already assume that like they come, they watch the whole show and they're like, you're only there for like 30 seconds. Like, <laughs> why did you tell us to come? And I'm like, that's not the point. Like, it's just the support. Yeah. The support of like, yes, I see you getting better at dance. Go for it. Mm-hmm. But knowing that like I've been meaning to have a conversation with them, but I just or before. I don't feel like I'm going to do it now. Why not? Just because, I don't know. It's it's because the conversation is going to be like, I don't like school. Yeah. Like, I... Why does it have to be at school, though? Huh? Why does it always... Why does it have to be about school? You're talking about, like, no, it, having uh, their support. Oh, well, the conversation that I was going to mean to have was going to talk about how I don't like school and how I'm really passionate about dance. But then, you know how there's those TikToks of like, oh, I told my parents, like, let me drop out for a year. Let me just pursue music or dance for a whole year. And if I don't go anywhere, I'll go back to school. I want to do something like that, but I don't want to put a time limit on what I'm doing. Can I give you advice? Yeah. I think what you should do and offer to them that could be a good offer in their head is having actually... Having something that's stable, mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be like school or whatever, but just having, I think, financial stability mm-hmm. and showing them that you have financial stability mm-hmm. and like a way to actually fund your hobbies and future profession or whatever it may be. Because mm-hmm. I think that all that stems from them being worried about you. Yes. Because they don't want to see you fail. Yes. You know, like they don't want you to live on the street anywhere you know Mm -hmm. so i think if you come up with a way to like so you're you have a job right now right yes if you use that money to say make more money so that way you can actually have a fund where if something were to happen then you have backup money and then you 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 set this plan Mm -hmm. tell them you have this plan tell them like there is a way that i'm getting income like regularly Mm -hmm. again it doesn't have to necessarily be the job it could be through like investing in yes. anything and stuff like that exactly because that that can that that can give you gains like mm-hmm. investing alone could just be your form of income mm-hmm. so say you started that and then you actually have a good pool of money and then like you you give that to them and say like look if this were to go wrong i have this to fall back on mm-hmm but I want to do this. Mm-hmm. Then I think they'd be okay. But I think the fact that you've never given them the fallback, mm-hmm. it's not enough. Like it's never, it's never good enough for them to hear because they don't want you to fail. Yeah. Like they don't want you to just have nothing to fall back on. And I think that's where the issue has always been. Mm-hmm. And that's why they keep bringing it up. Cause there's nothing substantial enough for them to be like, okay, he'll be good. Cause even like, I, I realize that like having that, like backup plan that I needed. And so that's why when I was, let's say a dance major in college, 
Like I could have pursued that. I could have kept going with that. But what am I going to do with a dance degree? Mm -hmm. And so I was like, let me find something I'm actually interested in. Let me try to get uh, the just an associates in this. And so now that I have a degree, like my main mindset now is finish with an associates in whatever I'm doing. And then they'll be fine with just that. And then I'll be able to do whatever. That's my main mindset now. But also I can after go or after hearing what you said, um, this associates, I don't I don't think I'm going to find a career in this. Yeah, that's what I was just about to say. Like, even though you have an associates and that was your plan, like it's still not a good fallback. It's still mm-hmm. not a good enough fallback to like fund. Yeah. Everything you want to do. Mm hmm. Because I, I could be all like, oh, no, I'll just stay at Tiny's forever. Maybe I'll move <laughs> up. Well, maybe I'll go to, like, management or HR or something like that. But, like, investing has always been on my mind. But I just, I don't want to say I don't have the time. But I just don't want to distract myself from dance. Because of how much of a, a like, incline I've been feeling. Mm-hmm. Like... I want to keep writing this. I want to see if any dance opportunities pop up, which they might. Mm-hmm. Like if I can get, let's say, that income from the thing that I'm super passionate about, then it's like, oh, then I have it right there. Yeah, but you're also chasing something. That's a possibility, not exactly. guaranteed. Exactly. It's not guaranteed. Mm-hmm. So again, having that fallback that is more guaranteed will set you up to do your passion for longer, mm-hmm. forever. You know what I'm saying? Like... Because if you don't have money, then <laughs> you can't really do much. Yeah. Especially if you want to, like, take classes or whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. You know, I, and I'm learning about investing in stuff now, so I could even teach you. Yeah. But I think having a good fallback like that where you don't even have to worry, mm-hmm. like, just setting yourself up for success in that way, like, just financial success uh-huh. would be good and would be good enough for them mm-hmm. to tie it back. Because, again, they're just worried about you. Have you ever thought about their perspective on all this and, like, why they've answered you the way they have? Or have you kind of been blinded because of how they've made you feel? Um, I don't want to say I've been blinded. I just kind of have, like, what I tell people, I'm like, like, let's say, just an example, let's say, like, um, our cousin, should I? Uh, I don't want to name names. It's okay. Don't. <laughs> okay. But um, let's say he was out and then like his parents were worried about him. Right. So like his sister called me and was like, hey, where where is he? Do you know where he is? And then I like I told her and stuff. And then it got me thinking like they check up on him, like their family in general, like they always check up on each other or the parents are always like, Hey, where are you? Where are you? This isn't that. And I remember a time when like our parents used to do that to me. Mm-hmm. And then they got to a point where it just stopped. And so I feel as if I lowered their expectations so much to the point where like, not that they don't care, but they don't care what I do anymore. Yeah. And so that's the mentality I have with like just them. I feel like I don't want to say I'm a, disappointment to them but i am not the child they wanted me to grow up to be Mm -hmm. because of how rebellious 
I was because of all of the non-validation. It's like a cause and effect type of thing. Yeah. Like I feel like I didn't get the validation I needed, which made me become super rebellious, which made me become like not free, but almost like you have no control over me anymore, mm-hmm. especially when I turned like 18. Mm-hmm. And now that like I feel as if I, even though my income isn't that much, I feel as if let's say if something bad, like super extremely bad were to happen to where they're like, OK, like we're kicking you out. I feel as if I would still be fine because if they were to kick me out, I still have my job. I can find a place and then that's going to force me to actually grow up. How come you don't just grow up before? Okay, so (laughs) it's good to have a plan, never to plan after you've, you know, gone downhill. Okay. So with that growing up thing, I realized this again, like when I was going on my self journey, um, I think I was always afraid to grow up because of how like lazily I did everything, how go with the flow I did everything and stuff like that. I enjoyed it because I had I was carefree. I didn't have a worry in the world. But then in the back of my head, there was always that worry of like, what am I going to do in the future? Like, my future is not set in stone. I have no plans. I'm kind of just going through the motions of everything. And so I was like, I'm just going to ride out not growing up as long as I can. And so with me going on this self-reflection journey that I, I mentioned earlier, um, I started thinking like a lot of what I do is because I don't want to grow up. And now that I'm forcing myself to grow up because of like, I know after this whole journey, I'm going to be a better version of me. There's so many things that are making me sad or afraid that because I have no idea where this comes from, like being aware of my anxiety, being aware of my like depression, all my mental health stuff. This is all a new realm for me. And so it's like I feel myself growing up now. But I realized I was afraid to mm-hmm. back then, which is why I never really like did anything. Yeah. Well, that's the first step. Mm-hmm. Being aware. Um, but wait, going back to the topic because we kind of went away from it, Mm -hmm. of you saying that you feel like you've become... Like the kid they didn't want. Yeah, and now they just don't care, for lack of a better term. Mm -hmm. I can tell you that they don't feel that way. So that's why I kind of asked you if you've ever thought about their perspective at all. Mm -hmm. Because obviously, like, I'm around them when you're not around them. Mm -hmm. So I kind of get the third-party view of Mm -hmm. everything going on. So, um, yeah, I can tell you that that's not how they feel. They're never going to kick you out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but it's I think it is important for you to talk to them about it. Mm-hmm. Again, like I had my heart to heart with them and I kind of told them how. I, I mean, I had some traumas b- with them. Mm-hmm. Kind of I've alluded to it like just with you, but I told them about it and it kind of changed how everything was so yeah. i think you definitely need to have that conversation with them because mm-hmm. y- yeah of course they're going to keep pushing you mm-hmm. 
and you don't want to hear it, but like you can change the narrative. It doesn't always have to be like, oh, well, figure it out, figure out yeah. your life. Like tell them how you feel, tell them how they've made you feel and how you feel like they don't care. But anyways, what I was trying to say is I don't think that's the case. I think it's just how we've become because of how distant we all are to each other. Mm-hmm. So like between us and then between them, like I try to talk to them now, but it's not like anything crazy. Mm-hmm. And I feel like you're doing the same thing because of how you think they think about you. Mm-hmm. But I think they're only reciprocating what the energies we give back. to Exactly. Them. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, they, they kind of like joke around about your stuff, but then if they're talking to someone else, they say you're such a great dancer. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, I think that's just y'all's relationship. Mm-hmm. So I feel like they're, they're never going to say it to you. Mm-hmm. Um, but they feel, they feel differently than what you think. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's really is about having that conversation. Cause I see a different like, perspective. Yeah. Cause I think, um, when you talked about like talking to them about how I feel, there's, been serious conversations in my mind that i wanted to have with them like for example me pursuing dance like that was one of the conversations but i only recently became aware of like maybe i'm this way because i didn't get the validation from them Mm -hmm. and so i don't want to have that conversation i don't want to say like soon because i still don't know how i feel yeah you're still figuring it out yourself yeah i just like i recently became aware of this like literally a few weeks ago (laughs) and so all this is new to me i'm trying to figure out like all of this at once but i like one of my ideas this is this was i don't want to say it was stupid but if it happened i was like oh but i was when i was doing this with you or with that idea i was like what if i just put them on there too (laughs) like we do this whole thing just on a podcast yeah but i'm pretty sure you should I'm, just have the conversation first because <laughs> i'm down to do it but i know i understand like personal stuff getting put out there yes not everyone's down for that yes and it looks like i'm exploiting it for content <laughs> i'm sure that's not the first thought but yes yeah but i don't know what to i guess i don't know what to talk to them about because yes i could be all like oh were you aware that like you invalidated me? Like I, I wouldn't say it like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but because I could say I was invalidated because of all of the the compliments, all of the comparing they did for me to you. Mm-hmm. But there's also like good yeah. that happened growing up as well, and so I feel as if this is me just assuming. I feel like if I bring up any of these topics. They're going to just counteract it with like, oh, but you had this. Oh, but we did this. But they don't. Mm-hmm. I'm only saying that because, again, I had this a conversation like this with them. And it's just about listening. Mm-hmm. I don't know. The, I feel like they'll surprise you because maybe they've done some reflecting themselves. I, I definitely don't think they're the same people as they were like when I was in high school. Uh-huh. So I... I don't, I think your fears are definitely like understandable mm-hmm. when talking about talking to them. Mm-hmm. But if you never do it, then 
you're never going to get resolution or closure. Yeah. And again, I feel like they're just going to surprise you in general. Mm -hmm. But back to my question, have you ever thought of their perspective at all? Other than... Have you thought about why they've said the things they've said or like why they don't... I guess you kind of touched on it already. Like kind of like... Other than the one that I said of, like, I feel as if they don't care about me anymore. That's, like, with the recent years. But when it was all the school stuff, like, I understood exactly where they're coming from. Like, if I had a kid that was just slacking off in school and it seemed like he was going to amount to, let's say, nothing or he's throwing his life away. I can see where all of that is coming from. But it's kind of like, how did it make you feel? (laughs) Not that how does it make me feel, but I think it's like I noticed it, but I never like, I guess, became aware of it. Mm-hmm. Like I would want to say until now, mm-hmm. like anytime they had that talk with me, like about grades or just anything that they said that I didn't want to hear. I didn't want to hear it because I knew it already. I knew where they were coming from. I just... It was yeah. so repetitive that I just didn't want to listen anymore. Yeah. And so I guess I've always been aware of their perspective, but I never really like thought about it. Yeah. Okay. And then another thing you you were talking about how we're all distant now and kind of on the topic of how you feel like they don't care about you because they don't check in on you or whatever anymore. Mm-hmm. I think a part of that is also the fact that we're both growing up mm-hmm. and they know that, you know, we're doing our own thing and they're not, they can't control us anymore, yeah. for lack of a better term. So they're not going to be like, oh, like, what hey, are we doing? Are Especially if we aren't usually talking to them or telling them what we're up to. Like, mm-hmm. And I don't think that's because they don't care about either of us. It's just because that's just how it is. It, it's kind of like how you were saying. They're just reflecting back what we give them. Mm-hmm. So I know they, they'll they say things like, oh, he didn't come home till like three. Yeah. You know. Like he, they know these things and mm-hmm. they, they probably worry about it, but they're not going to tell you and they're not going to ask you what you're doing <laughs> for fear that it's something bad potentially or whatever it may be. But I don't think y'all's relationship is great enough for them to be like, oh, what are you doing? Because mm-hmm. I guess to them, it would just be like prying like, or, you know. You said praying? Prying. Oh, <laughs> I was like, what would they think I'm praying? <laughs> Why not? No. <laughs> but I think, oh, okay. I'm going to touch on what you said, but also I thought of something else. Um, I just think, because when they did check up, I was always fine. And then it got to a point where if I just said like, hey, I'm coming home late, that was okay with them. Mm-hmm. And then I kind of pushed the limit of that of like, what, how late can I text? <laughs> or like, how late can I go out? Like, there was one time I didn't come home until 4 p.m. the next day. (laughs) And, like, no text was given. And I was like, oh. And I also, there was also another time I came home. I was like, I hope they're not awake. Mm -hmm. They were FaceTiming people in the Philippines. Yeah. I walked to the kitchen, got a banana, got ready for work, then left. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure they were like, what the, you have work? Did you even sleep? Yeah. See, on that note, I think. Like, as you're doing this and you're pushing these boundaries, they're also trying to figure out how to parent, right? Mm -hmm. Especially if these are later on. Again, we're getting older. 
they can't really tell you as much but i feel like they were checking in at first Mm -hmm. because obviously they want to make sure that you know what you're doing you're with good people or whatever like but if that keeps happening and obviously you've been doing it consistently then it doesn't give them much to worry about as much because it's the norm yeah so when you keep pushing the boundary then it it just becomes the norm they don't have to do it anymore Mm -hmm. so going back to what you said about like them worrying about Oh, am I going to be with good people? Am I doing good things? Yada, yada. I think another thing that added a factor to why I guess they stopped checking in was when I was super active in church. Okay. (laughs) Because I feel like I want to say they're religious, right? I guess religious wouldn't be the right word, but... But like they're... I don't know. But I guess when I started becoming more active when I became like a youth leader and I was always going to youth group and stuff. They saw like, I guess me shifting my life positively to where, okay, he's becoming aware of all these things that like, like, Oh, this is bad. This is good. And so I think with them always thinking, this is me just assuming, but with them always thinking like, he has that knowledge of what's good and bad because of how long I was active in the church. Like, they have less to worry about. Yes, I. that could be a factor for sure, but I also think with time, that also happened too. Because mm-hmm. again, you've been fine all this time. Yes. You've gotten older. Yes. They can assume or maybe trust that you will be responsible enough yes. to just do you and be okay mm-hmm. and again I don't, I don't think that's just because of how you've acted with them or whatever i think it's just time mm-hmm. <laughs> and their ability to just like let go because they don't have to parent us anymore mm-hmm. and that's just the nature of our relationship since we don't really talk it's not like full house where they like sit us down and give us a conversation of like oh, give us a lesson wrong. yeah it's kind of like they're learning too, mm-hmm. just like you were learning to push, you know, and that's just kind of become what it's become. I don't think it's because of you mm-hmm. and how you've acted or anything, because I, I, I've the same thing has happened to me where they don't really check in. I'm checking in now because I'm trying to be more, you know, have something. Uh-huh. And I've only started doing that because I've seen relationships with other people with their parents Mm -hmm. and how it wasn't the best, but like they're trying. And I was like, why can't I try? Yeah. But I never tried kind of like my relationship with you. I never tried or I never validate you either Uh because there was always that stuff in the back of my head where it's like, well, you did this. Mm -hmm. And obviously that's not healthy, but I try to let go of that. So that way, Cause I mean, it was never anything serious. Yeah. The end. Um, and same goes for them. But it's like, why not have a relationship? Like, why not try? Mm-hmm. Nothing needs to kind of be in the way. And I feel like if you put it all out, all out on the table, then obviously there's an understanding, and then you can start to build that mm-hmm. a little bit more. Like, un- this is me going into something similar, but also something that made me like click. Like, oh. Maybe I should start talking to you more. Maybe I should start trying to build a relationship with them. But I realized that, like, let's say my super close friends, or let's say, like, 
I don't want to name them. Uh, whatever. But let's say them. There's some of them where I'm like, when I describe them to my other friends, I'm like, oh, yeah, she's like a big sister to me. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, <laughs> why can't I say that about my, my actual big sister? <laughs> big sister? And so that got me realizing, like, that's kind of like fucked up because <laughs> like I actually have a big sister. But my relationship with someone that was a stranger at one point is now closer than my actual big sister. Yeah. And then that got me thinking of like, like, how do I actually think of like my family members? Mm -hmm. And then it also got me thinking like, I see more of like a family relationship with friends that I have rather than my actual family. And that's not just talking about like you or our parents. That's also talking about like our cousins. Yeah, I feel the same exact way. That's why I'm like, huh. Maybe I should like, I guess, talk to them <laughs> or, or I guess try to like make them not make them understand me, but like, I don't know, build a relationship or something like that. Yeah, no, it's good because it's definitely a long time coming. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I, I've had the same thought, too, because there are a lot of people that I feel are closer to me than my actual family is. And I've only thought about that because like. I mean, around, I'm I'm at the age where a lot of my friends are getting married. And so mm-hmm. I start to think of like, oh, like a wedding or whatever. And I've always gone to the point where it's like, would I want a lot of my family there? Like, mm-hmm. I always I always say the, would they watch the PowerPoint of me and my husband and like look at it? Or would they just be like doing something else? Yeah. Would they care? Yeah. So it, it I can definitely understand how... Like I have def I have more friends that are more like family. Well, actually, hmm, <laughs> I guess I don't really have friends. Nope. <laughs> but I have people who are more like family than my actual family for sure. Mm-hmm. But I've been trying to, like, let go of what I guess has been holding me back from relationships and like actually forming better relationships with people in mm-hmm. my family. So I'm glad that we're having this conversation so that you're also one of them. Because <laughs> another thing. Um, that I was thinking of. Fuck, I lost it. You were talking about something else that you thought, and I don't think you said it either. What? Earlier. You're like, oh, something related, but then I also thought of something else. I don't know if you actually said it. But that I was think like it early. was the religious thing, or the me being active oh, in church. Oh, I think I it was that. Okay, okay. But, um, what was I going to say? Da-da-da-da-da-da. I think it was along the lines of, you said family. Why is my laptop making notification noises? But um, it was in regards to the the friends being more like family than family. I feel like, or the wedding like aspect thing. I feel as if you have more of a relationship with like them and let's say our cousins more than me oh no 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 no. wait wait (laughs) okay i i remembered what it was okay okay well we could go back to to that topic but what it was was there was a time where i was talking to like our cousins and then i think you came up in a conversation and then i was jokingly like what does she do (laughs) (laughs) because i know 
though I don't I assumed when you were trying to do all of like the the keeping the standard up for them it was stressful and I was like did she ever like do drugs <laughs> <laughs> like and then I was like no way I feel like she's too like of a goody goody to do drugs <laughs> so are you asking me I don't know if you want to say it on here. Well, I haven't. Oh. Let's just say that. But I I could say that I I was it I'm not necessarily against it cuz I'm a goody two-shoe. I think in in high school like I took nutrition. Yeah. And I was big on like health and stuff. Yeah. So I think I, I hated that. <laughs> I think I learned early on that like that wasn't going to be good for me no matter what type of situation, you know. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. So I never dabbled or anything. So I don't think it was necessarily because I was trying to be a goody two shoes uh-huh. or like you I just was trying to be responsible to it. Or you saw it, her harming your body rather than yeah. Okay. And my entire life since then was kind of like health and mm. being the best, like having the best body as possible, mm-hmm. so that I can like live the best life possible. Type yeah. Of so I think that's just a personality trait uh. more than anything. But I mean, that's probably affected. Well, no, I was going to say that's probably affected by how I was raised, but it's not. It's by it's affected by how who I was around. Because mm-hmm. I know, like, for me, my mentality, there was times where I was, like, completely against it, too. But then my mentality was, like, I want to try it all at least once just to experience it. Mm-hmm. And then making sure I don't get to the point of, like, oh, I'm addicted to this now. Because I would never get to that point. But... Um, what's it called? This is changing the topic again, but going back to when you said that <laughs> nutrition thing, and yes. I was like, I hated it. I hated it because, like, the food we started getting, like, to eat, like, let's say when you told them about nutrition and stuff, they all started tasting bad to me. You mean their parents? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> like, I missed the times of, like... Wait, so you never actually... You- your feelings towards nutrition never actually was from like the class that I was talking about. It no. was just from. <laughs> I never took that class. Gotcha. <laughs> but then I was just like, oh, now that I have to eat healthy food. And you're like, you're brainwashing them to be healthy too. See, I don't even remember that. Like, I don't, <laughs> I don't remember. I remember there was a shift at one point, but I feel like that didn't last very long. I only remember that because like you said the thing about nutrition. Like I remember when they would make like we'd buy sausages from Viehua. Mm-hmm. I'd eat that with like syrup. <laughs> I'd eat like Nutella and Eggo like a lot. Wow. And there there was just a whole bunch of like junk food everywhere. And then when the shift happened now we have like simply popcorn or something. I was like, well, I think it's because you don't go grocery shopping with them anymore. You're not picking true. out anything, and you don't tell them what to pick. So that's on you too. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But what were you gonna say about like how I feel like you're closer with our cousins than I am, or like I'm I I because you said that you said that yes. I was closer, and then you were like, really? Yeah, I don't think that at all. <laughs> if i feel like i don't have a relationship with them like at all like our cousins yeah I, some more than others but mm-hmm. like for the majority it's kind of like a high buy i don't really know what's up with them mm. um but i feel like you like say if we have a party or something they're always in your room you know chatting it up or whatever uh, are you 
okay, you know how there's like different age ranges? Yes. I was talking to like cousins as a whole. I am too. Oh, what the? Because <laughs> I can only think of like a couple that I could say I'm close ish. I'm not even close, but like close ish. And like could talk to for a good while, but that's usually because we have something to talk about. Mm, not I, so much like, oh, I'll talk to you and text you on a random night just because. Like, so I don't think I have that relationship with anyone except for Eric. Mm-hmm. I feel as if, um, let's say with that family party like aspect, this is going back to like, so I, I like attention, right? Going back to the, I was never validated, so I seek that validation from others. So whenever we have a family party, I can get that attention from our cousins. Mm -hmm. Mostly like the younger ones. And then let's say if I'm with the older ones, they're not, they never really talk to me. (laughs) And so when it's just me with them. When you say older, which which older? Meaning like the ones still in like the group chat. Uh But like... Older, the older one. So, like my age and up type of yes. situation. Okay. And so, like with them, um, they never really talk to me, nor have they ever had the opportunity to talk to me. Mm-hmm. And so, when the opportunity arises, I just like, oh, I'll just tell you whatever. Yeah. Like I remember for our secret Santa like Zoom call, like a few of like people left, but then a few people stayed in the call. Mm-hmm. The people in the call, I was like, oh, y'all want to hear about my love life? <laughs> and then I just told them like a whole story. So yeah. I think I have that relationship with them because I like talking about myself. Mm-hmm. And so I tell them. Yeah. Especially like with the cousins around my age, because like they have nothing better to do. They're just going to listen and they, they, they get invested in it. Do you listen? To what? To them? They barely uh, i know but in general do the people you tell listen or do you listen to the people you tell (laughs) i want to say i listen to some of them okay but then again like i i want to say yes i do because um well not nothing recently happened with like our cousins but i feel as if so recently with like friends right again how i said like I feel like I have friends that are closer than family. This is another example of that. I have a few friends. I I call this, I do this stupid thing where I'm like, anytime I give advice or I have a deep conversation, I call it the Philip effect. Wow, right? that dramatic pause. Oh, sorry. I, <laughs> I got a text. I got a text and they I read it. didn't know that. Uh, that's why I looked at my computer. They didn't oh, know that. I got a text. Shout out to whoever texted me. It could have um, been a dramatic effect. But sorry, sorry. Here, look. I could do this. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> okay, but. Um, wow, they're still laughing. <laughs> um, what's it called? Oh, my gosh. Still it's really funny. Oh, that's long. Okay, but. Um, so, the Philip effect. Um, I just call it that because anytime I give people advice, they don't expect that advice from me. Mm-hmm. And so with me being aware, I don't want to say I give good advice, <laughs> but I do <laughs> not to toot my own horn, but I feel as if, if our cousins were talking about scenarios that I have knowledge about, 
my main shtick is relationships. <laughs> like, <laughs> if they're talking about that, and let's say I don't want to be stupid, like, because whenever they start talking, I just try to make a joke, try to get laughter, and then that's it. But if it's like a deep, like, oh, y'all are actually, like, y'all actually want me to give advice, that's when I would turn the Philip effect on, and then I'm actually like, hey, this, this, and that. So I feel as if, if they were to talk about something, let's say at a family party, then I would listen because I want to show them that I could give that advice because I doubt they know that I could do that too. Mm-hmm. So again, it's about showing people that you have more <laughs> to you ability. and getting that validation. Gotcha. Yeah. So it's all stemming back to me needing, not, well, yeah, needing validation from others. Yeah. And I didn't mean that to sound condescending. No, yeah, 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 yeah. I understand. But it's you keep bringing this up but it's funny i didn't know if i wanted to say this at all but like i was very aware of your position like for the longest time like your perspective of what of like you needing validation and like why you do the things you do and i've said this for i think a couple years now (laughs) but i never had this conversation with you because i didn't know if you realized it because you kind of were like i wouldn't say doing the same thing but like Mm -hmm. Yeah, I've I've I kind of have known what you've recently just known. Yeah, and I'm glad that I that am aware you of now it. are aware. Yes, because in high school, I guess I was aware of it, but I just called it being an attention whore. Well, yeah, but then, but did you think about why? No, because exactly. I was always so, so you like, learn aware. Yeah, see what I mean. But I was like, oh, I'm an attention whore. I like attention, but if attention wasn't on me, I'd be fine. But then once it stems on me, I'm like, oh, I love this shit. Mm -hmm. And so I just thought of that being as like a negative character trait of mine. And so I just always try to like not strive to get people's attention. Mm -hmm. And so I guess that also goes into why I'm so like shy all the time around people. No, wait, no, it doesn't. (laughs) (laughs) Me being quote unquote shy oh this might be news to some people (laughs) but me being shy to people is low-key another way of me getting attention i think you're a sociopath i probably am (laughs) people call me psychotic all the time psychotic and sociopathic Um, are not the same but well and what's a sociopath then well in my understanding and i could be completely wrong mm-hmm. leave it in the comments if you have comments <laughs> i don't know whatever it's on this spotify works. and apple music oh well i don't think there's comments well dm me <laughs> <laughs> from what i understand it's kind of somebody who seeks or like manipulates people in a way to get like their own mm. kind of what's the word i'm looking for like get something in return type of yeah. situation I can see that. Yeah. That's what it sounds like. That's bad. Well, yes, it could be bad, but again, you know why? And it's not like yeah. you're manipulating people for money or something, you know? Because let's say an example. Um, let's say I'm just sitting in a corner of a... Let's say during, like, practice. If I'm just sitting just on my phone. Somebody's going to come up to you and be like, hey, yeah, they're like, hey, are you okay?" See, and the fact that you are aware and know that that's your way of seeking attention is. But (laughs) there are also times where I just want to chill by myself. Yeah. But then like I I told some people that like, hey, I do this for attention. Mm -hmm. And so whenever it comes to the point where they're like, 
Oh, Philip's just alone over there? Nah, he's just doing that for attention. Sometimes I'm like, <laughs> nah, I'm, re- I'm legit just chilling. Yeah. But then that also goes into like, do I fix that? Because I also know that I'm super aware of a lot. A lot more than I realize. I don't know where that comes from. Mm-hmm. But I like to always say that I'm hyper aware. Like I know what's going on all the time, even if I don't. If that makes sense. Like, sure, yeah. even if it seems like I don't. Oh, okay, okay. So, that makes more sense. I don't know if that's just a stem of my overthinking. Probably. Or just like something. Yeah. I don't know where that comes from. If you're saying that you have anxiety, it could be from that. Yeah. Also, do you think this is a completely different topic? But do you think, or do you overthink? Yes. <laughs> Do you think that comes from something that could have happened to us growing up? Or do you think that's just a trait that everyone would have? Um, it depends. I think to some degree people overthink. Mm-hmm. But me personally, I mean, I've thought about this more recently. I think I have some kind of like, and I hate to say this because again, I'm not a I'm not a clinician or like a psychologist. I mm-hmm. don't want to self diagnose, but after seeing lots of posts about mental health and stuff, yeah, it seems like I either have like high functioning ADHD <laughs> or or some kind of high functioning anxiety or something where uh-huh. I have to always like do something or think about something, and I'm always like my head is always somewhere and wanting to do something. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. As far as like it's stemming from something in our childhood, but I definitely think it's stemming from something. Mm-hmm. Cause I always like, I'm not gonna lie. After you said that, I kind of think I self diagnosed myself. Yeah, that's why I was like, whatever <laughs> you, if you think you have anxiety, because <laughs> <But>, I. <laughs> but what's it called? It's like the more I become aware of the things that I was never aware of growing up or even in my lifetime, like this depression. I knew I like, I got sad, but I usually got sad over like a breakup. Mm -hmm. I never thought I was really like depressed or anything. But after like realizing that I'm like, huh, where does this come from? Where does this stem from? Like I wrote on my Finsta. Let's see if I can show you. I wrote this long ass thing just about talking about, oh, I'm aware of my anxiety now. This is crazy. I never really thought of this. And then it talked about how I'm going on a self-growth journey. But anytime something comes up now where I'm like, where did this come from? Let me try to find the root of it Mm -hmm. in order to understand why I'm like this and understand how I can fix it. Mm -hmm that's partially why i wanted to like do this to see if you had any insight on that whether on the why well not really the why but like let's say if you had any type of mental health thing that stemmed from growing up like let's say something similar to how i seek validation from others because of how i was raised Mm -hmm. if it was something like that because now that i'm aware of that cool I don't know what to do with me being aware of that, but like I'm at least knowledgeable about it now. Yeah. So I, crap. Like I, I, I know it's there, but I can't say, like I can't think of it on the top of my head. Yeah. Like I've thought about this a lot, but I don't, I don't, 
I, ca- I can't really provide my input on my side. Mm-hmm. That would have to be an update or something when I've thought about this a little bit more. But <laughs> yeah, episode two point five. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Updates with E Marshall. I don't know. Um, but um, let me see. No, I don't know. I couldn't tell you. I'm not saying that it's not there. I just yeah, you it's just not there right now. It. Yeah, and it takes a long, a lot for me to think really hard nowadays. So. I usually am just on autopilot. Mm. Let's see what else. Because I know that there was a lot of stuff. (laughs) I wouldn't say it's like yours. I know that I was affected by the childhood. Mm -hmm. I was sad. A lot of things make me sad. Uh Uh-huh. That's because it reminds me of a certain point in childhood. Uh. I, I, I mean, I would say that I seek validation not in the same way as you. Mm-hmm. But, like, I think that's just because I didn't have that much of a relationship with our parents. Mm-hmm. I can't really go into detail, though. It's just kind of like, I don't know. But I think a lot... Of, no, that's not the answer to the question. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't know. I just know that I was sad, and there's a lot of memories that I don't remember because I guess I was traumatized as a kid. Mm-hmm. But has that affected me as far as, like, no, not really. Other than, like, if I hear a song, I get really sad. <laughs> mm. A song from around that time or something. Mm. Um. And I feel like maybe it's harder for me to reflect on now because I've gotten to a point where I know what I should do to change that in the uh-huh. future as far as like my family or so I'm going in circles and you can definitely edit this out. But like, <laughs> I'm literally I'm, just trying to think out loud because I don't know. Probably not. <laughs> but the, that was not a good three minutes or so. It's okay. I'll leave it in. Oh, my So God. it's all the raw content. Oh, my God. <laughs> But what's it called? Um, this is another like completely off topic question. And this is just me asking to see if you have any insight about it, which I, you probably won't. <laughs> but I like to think, well, I don't know if I think it anymore. But before I th- what's it called when you like you don't? I don't feel, but I feel like I don't want to say it's insensitive, Mm -hmm. but there's times where I see like family members being sad and I'm just like, whatever. You think that might stem from like childhood stuff? Potentially, because like if you if you see people like not react to things that say you're happy about. Mm-hmm. Like, again, seeking that validation, you didn't get that validation. Mm-hmm. It could just be your way of being like, well, I'm not going to feel for you either, you know? Like, because all of the, let's say, like, examples would be like, like, let's say, passing of family members. Mm-hmm. Like, I'd see all of, like, our other family members being sad about it. But me, I feel like desensitized. That's the word. 
I feel like desensitized to it because I'm just like, like whatever. So I feel like there are different levels to that one because mm-hmm. there's connections with people mm-hmm. that could affect that. And then your empathy or like being empathetic, mm-hmm. right? So are you empathetic towards things that are not like that? Like say, you can you feel for your friend because they're going through something or are you only feeling because you can give good advice? Mm-hmm. Cause that was a question. That's a, yeah. Um, I would want to say that's a hard one because the overthinker in me is thinking like, no, I do it because I genuinely care. Oh wait. Or do I want to like give good advice because I have this not reputation, but because I have this like stigma, the right word. Yeah. Like I'm trying to figure out if a lot of what you do is driven by that validation. Cause it sounded like at first, I think it is. Then if that's the case, then I feel like you lack it because of that. So it all stems back to that. Because, yeah, what I was saying that there's two parts to that scenario that you gave me. If you don't have a connection with this the person mm-hmm. or you don't have a connection with the family, you know, in general, mm-hmm. then it's hard for you to feel, right? It's yeah. hard for you to feel or be part of that emotion. Mm-hmm. And that's just one surface level thing. But if you're just not empathetic in general, that's another thing. But another, okay. This is going to sound fucked up, but um, I was thinking about this like with the the like most recent passing, right? And I was talking to my friends about it and I was like, is it fucked up that I wasn't sad? And then I started thinking, I was like, who in our family, like, let's say if they did pass. Would you be sad about? Yeah. And I was thinking, I was like, I don't think I would be. Which is fucked up to say. Yeah. But that was like how I was feeling. And then I legit told the people I was with. I was like, I feel like I'd be more sad if y'all passed than any of my family members. And I I think that's because you lack the connection that you wish you had. Mm -hmm. One, with your closest family, right? Like me and our parents. So that's one thing. And I think it's just expanded to everybody else who you think you're supposed to be close or have a connection with Mm -hmm. and so now that you have a group of people that you feel close with and obviously yeah that you feel that way Mm -hmm. and it's kind of like i think it really has just come from the validation thing not so much the validation but just the relationships in general and what they become Mm -hmm. and the fact that you never got what you wanted or like felt like you belonged Mm -hmm. or cared about in a sense so that lack of connection is understandable Mm -hmm. so i don't think it's weird i think from your like in your situation it makes perfect sense that you would feel that way Mm -hmm. because it's like i don't think you have a relationship with anybody in our family Mm -hmm. like some more than others but like you were saying the way you talk to them is probably just because you're doing it for yourself more than anything so in that case you don't have a connection with them you have a connection with yourself and so if it's hard for you to form connections with them and feel connections with them, then you just, you probably won't feel anything mm-hmm. if that were to happen, which again is understandable. Yeah. Cause I was even thinking of like, like, you know how growing up it was always like me and I'm just say Renzo, mm-hmm. me and him like always like attached to the hip and stuff to the point where when I introduced him to people, I call him my cousin with scoliosis, but I also say he's basically. Does like, he have scoliosis? Don't they all have scoliosis? What? <laughs> <laughs> right? 
I don't think so. I think they all do. Why do they all have scoliosis? I don't know. They each one of them has scoliosis. You didn't know that? Well, I I was not aware of this. If it's <laughs> it's really weird if they all do. To be honest, that's some just, are more than others. Well, yeah, obviously, but like. <laughs> Okay, anyway. But yeah, so I introduce him as that, but then I also introduce him as like, he's basically my brother. Yes. Not saying that in a sense, or saying that in a sense of like how close me and him used to be, mm-hmm. but also in a sense of like how blood related we are. Yes. But now that I think about it, me and him weren't actually that close. You we were just doing things together. It's like, it was surface level close. Yeah. To the point where it's like, yes, we always hung out. Like, as kids, yes, we were attached to the hip in, like, high school, in a sense. But it's, like, when it came down to, like, nitty-gritty, like, unpacking or deep conversations and stuff, I don't think I ever had that with him. Yeah. So, I I think I build connections like that to people I care about with people that I'm able to open up to and get deeper than just surface level. And you haven't done that with... Any of our family members. Exactly. Except for, like, now I feel like I've done it with, like... A couple people. Maybe just, like, Ati Boli. Yeah. That was it. But that was recently. Ati yeah. Boli and Ati Love You. Yeah. But that was, again, recently. But everyone else in our family, I feel like it's been very surface level. Yeah. No, I agree. That's why I don't feel like I I really have a connection or, or close with any of them. That's mm-hmm. why I was like, <laughs> you feel that way? That... You think I'm closer to our family than you are? <laughs> but I only said that because, like, let's say when it was that era of, like, you always hung out with them. When? It was, like, back, way back then. Okay, see, that's different, though. Yeah, but that's that's where I was thinking. It's, like, you were always with them. I was always with, let's say, like, Guirenzo. Yeah. And then it's like you built a relationship with all like the older cousins and like we didn't or I didn't really have the relationship with anyone except for the cousins my age. Yeah. So I had the people to talk to. The connections could be formed then. You didn't have that. Yeah. Except for like the ones recently my age. Oh, okay. Yes. Yes. But now recently, I think since I have gotten older, since I'm more mature, I guess, and aware of all of this like adult stuff mm-hmm. i'm able to talk to them about things i wasn't able to talk to them about when i was like in high school yeah and yeah i think it's just the age gap too like it's if you're not ready for that then they're not going to talk to you about it i mean yeah. i always had the connections with our older cousins because they would invite us to do things and then we would have time to sit down and talk or like tell them about our lives mm-hmm. which i mean to a young mind is like yeah listen to me because obviously it's fun to talk about yourself or whatever Mm -hmm. but that's where that came from and then i i understand that with you it's just y'all were always you were always just too young to join the party with the people that actually wanted to connect yeah and so it was like them it's kind of like my age and then y'all and so the next level up is my age and it's not like we're gonna really connect in that we we don't reach out and be like oh yeah let's go watch a movie yeah i feel like where it's at now it's like now that i'm at the age where i'm ready to connect with like let's say the the older cousins like i can't because there's never a time to yeah they're busy with their lives and 
and that's how i feel with them too like it's not the same that's why i'm like before it was different like mm-hmm. everybody's lives are different now you know, yeah they got things to do and then let's say even if there's times when we like do see each other it doesn't i feel like it stays surface level yeah because some people people got stuff to deal with you know like when you're finally at a party that's your time to like chill and not have to think yeah you don't want to make small talk and then even then like go deeper than that it's just not the time it's like if you think about their perspective it's probably just it's it's part of a schedule mm-hmm. they got lots of other things to deal with it's just like yeah. you're probably not on the top list and i'm only saying that because me like sometimes yeah i just need time to just like look at nothing and think about nothing and so like catching up with people is the furthest from my mind even though i want to mm-hmm it's just kind of like, would they want to, you know? Because I see it as like, let's say, you know how like on the chat, they're like, oh, let's hang out soon. I feel like the hangout's going to be, oh, how have you been? Oh, you know, just dancing, school. Oh, yeah. that's it. Yeah. Unless I'm like, oh, y'all want to unpack my trauma that I talked about on my podcast? <laughs> just send them the podcast. <laughs> They'll probably listen to it. Yeah, I think one of those things... The hangouts have to be something because all all of my connections or conversations that I feel like you want to have always happened at night. Yes. Like it always, always with the older cousins and stuff. I remember specifically, they're always like late at night. Yes. Like around dinner time after we've done everything. Mm -hmm. Dinner time. Dinner. I mean, like we had dinner at like 3 a.m. once, you know what I'm saying? So. It always happened at that time when it was kind of like there was nothing left to do. It was kind of just like catch up or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I feel like if you wanted to have that with them, it would have to be something like that where it was just like we're all just chilling. Nobody like has anything to do later on. Yeah, it'll never be like that. And now, it, yeah, though. it won't because they're always like, like let's say if a hangout does happen, they're like, oh, where do y'all want to go next? Oh no, I have work tomorrow. Yeah, so I was like, that's understandable. Well, and then that's the thing. Does it always have to be with a group? Why can't you just? try to chill and hang out with individuals or Mm -hmm. you know form it like that but again everybody's lives are at different spots and it's hard to come together like i feel like you want to yeah or what you've seen because back then was a different time yeah (laughs) for everybody which i i understand but i don't know it's just maybe if they listen to this they're like oh what if we all try to just Sit in a group and unpack together one one hangout. Yeah. I mean, why not? We could play We're Not Really Strangers. Have you heard of that game? No. It's like a card game in a sense. But then the cards are like deep questions. No, I think that would be really fun, actually. Yeah. Because I'm, I'm always down for a connection session. Mm-hmm. But um, it doesn't come around often. Like with anybody. Like yeah. I, I feel like I'm kind of like you. Like, I'll, I'll say anything. I'll... Like, throw my story out there if you ask and are willing to listen. Yes. But a lot of the times, people aren't willing to listen. <laughs> Sometimes I just I just start by telling my story. I know. I, I You said that earlier. <laughs> but then I think now a good amount of the connections that I've built started from me just starting. Yeah. And so um, the main group, not the main group, but the last group that I did um, my podcast with, we're legit called 3 a.m. Because 
the amount of times we had those deep conversations at three in the morning. Yeah. And then there was a reoccurring, not joke, but whenever more people would hang out with us, the the first like, you know, how people start like, oh, yeah, what school do you go to with meeting new people? This was when the new Galing season started. So not as a joke, but as like our little inside thing, we're like, oh, so y'all want to unpack any traumas <laughs> or it's like, do y'all have any insecurities? So like instead of we skipped all the, the surface. surface level and just got deep into it. Yeah. And I think with me doing that, I've built so many relationships with people now yeah. that like are more than just that surface level. And these people are like the people that I like fucks with because it's more than the surface level. Yeah. And that's all it takes, really. Yeah. Because you could be surface level with everybody. Yeah. And that's usually the case. <laughs> but it's like knowing like more and getting to know that person's mind more than just like, hey, how was your day today? Yeah. Is what I strive in like all my friendships and relationships. Yeah. That's why it's interesting that you invited me onto this episode today. Because mm -hmm. I kind of wanted to like. Pick my brain. Not even pick your brain, but just like break the ice that's been mm -hmm. there for like years, you know? So that way we can get to a point where it's like, like, what are you doing? Like, what is your plan? Like, and not feel or me feeling like I'm you. Well, yeah, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> me feeling that you, you feel that I'm judging you or uh -huh. like, because I, I don't know if you've ever felt that whenever I would like randomly come into your room or tell you something. I don't know. Uh -uh. Trying to be helpful or whatever. Sometimes I'm just like, oh, what the? You're in my room? That's weird. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That reminds me of the time when you're like, oh, is it weird to tell you congratulations? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah. Word. Yeah. So, what are you doing? <laughs> like, in regards to, like, what? Life? I mean, I guess I know. Yeah. You, you already told me. But you should definitely come up with a financial backup plan or just not even a backup, a financial plan. <laughs> Maybe because I'm doing all these projects. If one of them pops off. Yes. That's cool. Oh, I also wanted to say, yeah, you, you've got so many projects and stuff and you're like waiting for a time to to like have something pop off. But like invest in other things, too. Like very successful people always put their their money in different baskets you know because like i i want to invest in like i'm pretty sure you're doing it but like real estate i'm trying i'm but not I'm like, doing it yet i'm like how much money i want to see the uh dollar amount yeah before i start looking at it to see if that dollar amount is like plausible for me which oh, yeah. it probably is it's possible for anybody yeah but like let's say if that dollar amount is something like oh you need ten thousand to start i'm like I can get that in, let's say, like, 20 weeks. Let me tell you, you don't need to make any money. If you're good at talking to people, you can get the money like uh, that. But I'm not. See, so then maybe I have not. social anxiety. Yeah, well, <laughs> another thing is, like, finding people who do and just partnering, partnering with them. Mm -hmm. But anyway, yeah, I would say try to do stocks. I don't want to. Stocks are very like wishy washy, well, so it's not it's not like guaranteed. It's not as guaranteed as real estate. Yes, but there's a lot of upfront work that require like 
you need to do for real estate. Yeah. Because a part of me, this is what I was thinking yesterday. I was like, I just want to buy a house. Mm-hmm. But then I want to buy a house, but like make it to where it's a and b but not a and b mm-hmm. But like rent it out to like homies. And it's yeah. like, hey, if y'all ever want to need a place to throw a party, come live over here without the stress of having to go through like a and b Yes. Because I've been recently trying to plan a party just because. Mm-hmm. But like the stress of finding a place is like, that's why I, I wish I could just buy a house and just always have that. See, that, that could be something that you plan for. Yeah, but I also like instant gratification and exactly. I'm impatient. Well, <laughs> something you got to work on, I guess. Yeah, I have to work on quite a bit. Yes, but this is a start. Yes, it's taking that first step. Yes. What time is it? Is there any other topics? I don't know. That's you. Mm. Anything else you wanted to ask me? Perspectives um, or because we didn't really talk too much about our childhood, actually. I mean, kind of, actually. Never mind. Well, I don't remember most of our childhood. I, I don't just, honestly either. I was I, gonna say like a lot of my memories don't have you in it. Is that weird? No. Like I, I remember a lot of things from home videos and pictures. That's the earlier years. Mm-hmm. But like by the time you were born and later, like I should remember those things. And usually you're not in them. And I don't know why. I don't remember a lot because I think with memories of like childhood, I can't distinguish what were memories and what were dreams that I had of childhood. Gotcha. So it's like dreams, like things you wish to happen. No, dreams <laughs> of like literal dreams. No, I know. But in those dreams, were they thing were they good things that you wished happened? Well, I don't, like the. I remember having this one dream. We were in the Philippines and then an earthquake happened. And then that this did like, not happen. I know, but like, that's an example. Like I have a memory of that dream. And so it's yes. becoming a memory instead yes. of it being a memory of a dream. That's why I'm like, I what don't remember what is like actual memories and what are dreams or memories of dreams that I've had. Mm-hmm. So, like, another one was, like, a Halloween party at Lolo and Lola's house where I think, like, Tito Benji and, like, Tito John were fighting with alien masks. No, that that was that correct. Was real. That was real. See, that sounds like I a only, dream. I only know that, though, because of home, home videos. videos. Yes. Because I remember sitting exactly where I was sitting watching. They were putting candies in their eyes. Yes. No, see, I think you were watching the home video. I was? Mm-hmm. I don't so know. you remember the home video. And then there was another time I remember just playing games at Lolo and Lola's house. And then they're being all like, come on, let's go eat. I left the PlayStation on. I remember the turning it off. I didn't save it. <laughs> I was like, I don't know. My memories are like, I don't know. They're weird. Yes. But I don't remember a lot. But what I do. Oh. I guess I'll touch on this topic really quick. <laughs> um, so, with going back to that validation thing, I seek a lot of my validation from girls. Yes. Is that something that could stem from, like, childhood stuff, too? Or is that just, like... Like, where does the girl aspect come from? If you have, like, an answer to that. I mean, I know that there are, like, daddy issues and then girls see guys like that. So maybe it's the same way. But, like, in what regards would, like, 
I have. Did you ever get validation from our mother? But I didn't get validation from like either of them. Yeah, but you're not looking at guys. Yeah, that's why I'm like, <laughs> where does this girl? I think it's just because girls are easier to talk to, probably too. Mm. Like you want to talk on a deeper level, and guys are notoriously known for not doing so. Because I recently um, realized that I'm girl crazy, right? I I crush on a girl, and then I. I have the idea of a relationship and I fall in love with the idea rather than the girl in general, which makes me fall like super hard for girls that I barely know. Right. And then I was like, where does this come from? And then I remember my earliest memories was like pre-K and I had a crush on a girl. I think that's completely normal. No, but then I'm like, I can't remember any like, memory of me not being girl crazy and so it's like where did this come from could just be the male in you i couldn't tell you honestly but i think now especially not so much on relationship aspect but connection aspect it's because of that what What? i said earlier like girls are just more willing to talk yeah but yeah. Like, I've expressed before to, like, my friends that, like, I vibe better with feminine energies than male energies. Yeah. You've told me that before, too. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, as far as being girl crazy, it could just be just what you've been around or how you've grown up, your personality. Well, I, a theory that I had was, like, you know how, as a kid, I wasn't able to watch TV on weekdays? <laughs> no. You didn't. Is that a thing? Yeah. See, I don't remember that. They like restricted me so much on weekdays because of how bad I was doing in school. Oh. And so like I could only play games on weekends. I could mm-hmm. only watch TV that I wanted to watch on weekends. But I kind of cheated to where I watched TV, but it wasn't stuff I wanted to watch. So I'd watch whatever you watched. What did I watch? I don't know, like Disney Channel stuff. And then I'm pretty sure there was times where you were watching, like, what was it like? You were watching some reality TV show. Okay. But I think, like, with that, let's say growing up with watching what you watch could probably lead me to, like, more feminine energies. Because I either watch what you watched or I watch what they watch. And they just watch, like, telesarias and stuff. And so instead of me being, like, exposed to let's say regular guy shows like like let's say family guy or like wrestling or something like that like that exposure wasn't there until later on in life and so that intro years it was just a bunch of like i i don't want to say feminine how intro are you talking about because you were watching wrestling when i was in like seventh grade so that means you were in like third but then that was like Okay, that was... How early do you need? (laughs) I just remember I didn't have glasses yet. And I just kept watching whatever you watched. And then I think it got to the point where I got used to watching what you watched. So I'd watch it too. But then when I found wrestling, I'm like, oh, like, let me watch this too. But then I'm pretty sure... no. I don't think that had anything to do... Well, maybe not nothing to do with it, but very sexist of you to say first of all <laughs> it's Sorry. okay to watch things Sorry. 
it's okay to watch things there are no gender to like tv shows but but it's like back then right let's say if i went to school and i'm like yeah i just watched hannah montana then the guys would be like what the fuck did they really well it's like because i feel like everybody watched hannah montana (laughs) okay maybe maybe it was a stigma that i put in my head that Maybe, because like, I feel like literally everybody was watching the same thing all the time. Like, I just remember it didn't change until fifth grade, because fifth grade, there was this dude that was like, yeah, did you watch the new episode of Wizards of Waverly Place? And I'm like, you're just saying that out loud? That's crazy. See, that's weird that you're saying that now, because then why would that be in your head? As a kid? Yeah, in general. Like, why were you already thinking like, Oh, I'm watching girl shows and boys don't watch girl shows. I don't know. So that that's probably Maybe. coming from something, but I couldn't tell you what. Because I could also like I cared about um I guess what other people thought of me. I always tried to have like this cool guy aspect. <laughs> like in the earlier years of school mm-hmm. because watching those shows made me assume like that cool guy is what got girls. See, this is going back to me being girl crazy, even in like the early ages of school. And so I always try to put this front of like, yeah, I'm this cool dude, yada, yada, yada. Like, I'm too cool to care. Blah, Maybe blah, it's blah. because in a lot of the shows, especially back then, like the guy always had a girl or was like looking at a girl. Yeah. And I'm saying this because like as new information, because I didn't have this perspective because mm-hmm. I wasn't looking at the guy's perspective of the show but mm. maybe that's why even in all the girl shows quote unquote that you watched right there was always a guy that was trying to get a girl maybe yeah and then i was like well what are the guy shows and then there's stuff like jake long or but i didn't watch that at all like i watched episodes but like well, still that's still something you're watching in your very young mind that's still learning and taking in but information I, okay going to that I Subconsciously think, you're learning something I think I only watched those shows Because Guyorenzo liked them So Did you ever watch a show where like There was a male lead Um, That I actually Watched for myself Yes I don't think so Because well, I always watched what other people watched And it's like oh you think this is cool Let me watch it too Yeah. Again well, that's that validation thing Well I think then in general so a lot say let's say a lot of the shows you watch had girl leads. Mm-hmm. I I think there was always still that sidekick or like a guy that ended up getting a girl or mm-hmm. there was some romance or whatever. So since I was the only guy in the show, then obviously you're looking at him. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's just what you thought you needed to be or thought that's what you needed to do. Maybe that's just that's what it is. Probably. But that's so strange that you feel I've, you've never watched, or you think you've always watched girl shows. Not that I've always watched girl shows, but that. But like growing up, I feel like I just became accustomed to like. I don't know where this like feminine energy, like it's easier to talk to them, or like me being like gravitating more towards feminine energy. I don't know where that came from, and I can't think of like earlier ages where like it like wasn't there yeah i don't know but i i feel the exact opposite Mm -hmm. i don't i can't form relationships with girls very easily Mm -hmm. 
but I can form relationships with guys super, super easily. But I feel like that also stems from maybe, because this is how I think like now and recently, I don't care about advice guys give me because I can think of that perspective myself. Yeah. But for a girl's perspective, it's something completely different, which is why I always tend to like try to get advice from girls or I gravitate more towards girls because they have a different outlook on life than my perspective. And that's why that makes sense for now. But if you're saying this has happened since before then yeah i don't i don't know where that came from unless i've always been thinking that way but that's i doubt it and for me it was it was never a perspective thing it was more like i don't have to work as hard yeah (laughs) but anyway so what are your next steps for what for i mean you've hashed all this trauma and you're learning about it all so what is your plan now to conclude the podcast um i just want to keep learning keep learning figure out i want to find the root because i think finding the root will help me grow faster because yes i could just use time i could just keep going through like depressive states keep diving headfirst into like my overthinking i could keep just like trying to figure out everything myself and yes i will eventually get to that end point of like the better version of me but I I don't want to stay here for too long, like to where I'm figuring it out for too long, which is why I'm trying to do different things to figure out why I'm like this. Maybe I'm starting this podcast because every episode I want something to dig deeper into like me. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm overthinking every little scenario I get into because maybe I'll come to a realization of something I never realized. Maybe I take said drugs because, like, at the end of it, something bad does happen, but from that bad comes a good. Like, <laughs> I wouldn't say do that. <laughs> well, I, I did that on Valentine's Day. Okay. <laughs> but, yeah, it's just, I don't know. I just want to figure out all of this, all the whys, like, why I'm acting like this, why am I like this, because it'll help me become that better version i will say you did say that you know the better version the end i don't think there's ever an end you're always going to be searching yes and it's obviously you're you're learning about stuff that's from the past but things are going to keep happening and you're always going to look for the why yes so figure out the the now and what you have to unhash now because there's there's a i don't want to say there's a lot going on in my life right now but there's a lot of unnecessary stress that I cause myself. And that stems from my overthinking and all of that. But I always think, I, I don't know, I just keep going back to the past. I'm like, where did this come from? Because again, like, I think that's my best way of like um, healing. But that's just my opinion. Yeah. So, yeah. Is this where I do my outro? <laughs> I guess so. Okay. Well, um, appreciate you guys for tuning in. Um, yeah. Hope you guys learned a little more about me. I think I did. But on that note, I'll catch you guys next time. 
Bye. Oh, that's